Tune in for something different. Have you ever wondered what life is like without social media? Well, you found the right podcast. I'll be sharing what life is like without using Twitter or Instagram. I'll be talking about what I come across, curiosities, conversation and living without social media. This means no Instagram stories, no posting on the grid or composing a tweet. I'm Gem Swallow. Welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast, No Socials. Migraine, a new take. Hiya, and welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast, No Socials. I am Gem Swallow. Thank you so much for pressing play. How are you? I hope you're doing well. This episode I've alluded to a couple of episodes ago, and I talked about in the previous series that I did an episode called Migraines Revisited. And how much has changed since I've done that episode. So I'm not going to spoil it for you. If you'd like to see that episode, I will of course share it in the show notes. So if you want to, all you have to do is copy and paste it into your browser and it will take you to the episode I'm talking about. But if you have listened to that episode, well, whether you you have or whether you haven't, this episode is going to be completely interesting and... Well, it's quite an unusual timing because we're now in June and even though we should be, I guess some people call this summer, I don't know, to me this is still spring. The calendar that the date is set for, that summertime is supposed to begin, hasn't arrived yet. So for me, we're still in spring. But over here in the UK, we are having a heat wave. We are. It's absolutely bloody boiling (laughs) and it's come out of nowhere and it's so strange because I have have this this app on my phone and what it does when I take pictures it combines all the pictures that I've taken for a specific month and then when the week or the month rolls over depends on how many pictures you've taken it shows you what you've gotten up to in a week or in a month so if you've taken a lot of pictures in that week, it will show you like, here is like, say from the 15th to like the 20, I don't know, 21st of June, here are your, you know, your your best days or the days basically when you take a photograph and then it plays it out. When I looked over that time, because as I said in the previous episode, I haven't actually taken that many pictures since I've not been using Instagram. And when I looked at this app, it's so weird because, like, this time, a week ago, I was wearing a one-piece. I I would say onesie, but I know that's, like, a copyrighted thing. But it was a one-piece. And it's a cotton one. It's black. You've probably seen it before if you follow me on social media. It's black. It's, like, trousers and, like, a hooded top. And you can wear, like, a vest top and stuff underneath it. And the weather a week ago, give or take, we're so all over the place, and now it's brilliant sunshine. The mercury is rising. If you go out, you're likely to get burned if you don't protect yourself. And if you're a migraine sufferer, it's interesting. So for me, <laughs> if you aren't aware, if you just found this podcast, I have been suffering from migraines for quite some time, since the age of 12. 
if we bring it up to present day, being in my mid thirties, yes, I know. Believe me, I am in my mid thirties. But <laughs> if we bring it up to present time, it's quite interesting because this to me is a different, a different world. So let me elaborate. When I did migraines revisited, the last episode I talked about migraines, I talked about the fact that what my my attacks were like how they started, how they went like through and they did what they did and how they ended. And my migraine attacks back then lasted, to be honest, the better part of a week. It was quite full on. And since then, I've been counting this. This is quite interesting because <laughs> I don't usually count down days, but I have a picture that I took when I had my last migraine. And I remember because I had my instinct told me to do something. I'll be sharing what my instinct told me to do. But my instinct, took, well, my body told me to do something. I did this thing. It made it a lot less when I did it. But when I take this picture, it is a cover up for this episode. When I look at the date on my phone, it is now over a month ago. It's now two months ago. Previously, I would be in having a bad migraine about every two weeks. So let's like let's break this down. Okay, so when I was on social media, I spent a really good chunk of time on Instagram. I did. I actually, from memory, wrote it down for like you know my show notes, my notes on how I was gonna format this episode, but. I would spend at most five times a day browsing that app. I had the app installed on my phone. I browsed it. It was, when I got up, though, the phone wasn't in my room. So, to check, as one does, to check the Instagram app, you know, check me out, as one does. And then, as I went about my day, if I got, like, a little bit maybe understimulated, I guess you can say, I don't like using the term bored, because bored means, uh, I am so bored. Let's do away with that. Understimulated, I guess you can say. <laughs> you know, check the app then. That is apparently what the usage was for. That's what the app's for, right? And then on the evening, if you factor in family time and, you know, dinner time and other activities that might require your immediate attention. By the time it rolled around, I would check it before, like, I don't know, early evening and then again before bed. So I made that five times. And I discovered that even when I was in a migraine, I would still be checking. Even when I had, like, the early symptoms, the early progression of a migraine, I would still be checking the app. And it wasn't until it was actually my other half that mentioned about coming off of Instagram or not using it when you have a migraine. Literally, the change, it's been mind-blowing. So, I'm going to break down the symptoms of what I had when I had the app installed on my phone. And then I'm going to talk about what it's like now. So, the symptoms I had when I was using Instagram all the time. Speech. My speech was the first alert, the first symptom, and I actually couldn't hear it. It's so weird. 
and it kind of made you feel a bit weird when people would say it. My mum was the first one to say, I'd say something to her, and she'd say, say that again? And then she'd say, your, your speech is slightly slurring. Now, I've noticed it today, because it's hot, I've noticed it. It's taking me a little bit of time, and I know that even though I've kind of done away with Instagram, I've kind of, you know, I am still a migraine sufferer. So I know I have to kind of really keep track of what's happening and really listen to my body. But my speech in particular was the first one to go. And so where I'd be talking, usually I'm a fast talker, as you can tell. But (laughs) I have like, you know, like everyone does, a pitch, a rhythm, a tone. But when I go into migraine, it, it would be like, like this. Or if I laughed, even my laugh was different. If I laughed, I, I can't really make myself laugh on demand. I mean, I really can't. <laughs> I guess that's a <laughs> I'm fine. Okay, so I really like, that's as close as I can. If I made myself, if I was like laughing at something in my brain, like my other half is funny. He naturally is gifted. He should have been a comedian. But (laughs) if I laugh at something in a migraine, if you've ever heard of the Catherine Tate show, there is a character in that, and she's called Nan. And she has this laugh. I can try and replicate it. It's kind of like, (laughs) like that. I mean, I sound different when I'm in a migraine. Thankfully, I'm not in one right now. Touch wood, but it's kind of like it's, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to put myself through that or you. But it was kind of like that, and I found it again. I guess if you're in migraine, more energy it takes. But yes, yeah, speech that was that was one of them. If I give you the symptoms of what I get now, my speech, I can usually tell. So I have. If I'm talking to someone, it's a bit off-putting when someone says to you, Jem, your speech is slurring. Because then you think, oh, well, that's just bloody wonderful, that is. I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, someone says that and it's like, well, thanks. You know, don't blow me over with positivity, will you? But, yeah, when someone says it, it's like, okay, I've got the heads up. I'm not picking up on it. I've got the heads up. I can act accordingly. Okay, I can be grown up about it. So if that's the case, then I kind of aim for a few of my preventatives. I don't go. It's it's quite interesting. I'm gonna get onto this. Um, gonna, oh my goodness, Jam! I'm gonna get onto the preventatives, but <laughs> and so it begins. So when it came to the speech, that was one. Since not using social media, that hasn't happened. My speech might dip if I get fatigued. I have chronic fatigue syndrome. It's going to happen. But my uh, speech might dip if I get fatigued. But because I haven't been using social media, it's been interesting. Another one. Now, if you listen to Migraines Revisited, I made reference to the fact of what my body does. Now, my body, if you haven't seen me in a migraine, and you then see me in a migraine, it can be quite terrifying. It really can. I've recorded myself. I did this years ago because I wanted to see what everyone else was seeing. And I thought, in my family, 
when I've had bad migraines, I am the only one that seems to, I mean, we are a migraine family. It's true. It's in both sides of genetic coding. Migraines are inherited. It sucks, but it that's, that's generally how it goes. And so I, a couple of years ago, decided to position my phone and I recorded myself walking from one end of the room to the other. And when I did so, I realised what everyone else was seeing when I was having a migraine. And I remember playing it back to myself. I remember thinking, oh my God, it was quite something, as you might imagine. So when I was using the app, I remember that what would happen would be that my left-hand side, it was kind of like having a stroke, that's the only way I could put it. And this is a migraine symptom. This is what can take place. So I remember my left-hand side, I couldn't move it. I could feel it. You know, if someone were to burn me, as one would, I guess, if someone were to burn me, pinch me, tickle me, I can feel it. I can't control it. And the other side of my body, my my arm would be fine. My left leg would literally... I'd drag it. So if I walked, I'd be walking kind of like with a limp. My face would be fine. The interesting thing about it when I say that is that if you're a migraine sufferer, if you ever look at yourself in the mirror, if it's a really bad migraine and you can't stand light, then you can't look in the mirror because there's too much light. You need light to be able to see, right? But if you've ever had a migraine, you look at yourself in the mirror, you'll find one of your eyes look bigger than the other. And you, it's quite an interesting thing. They're not. It's just that how the migraine is taking shape inside of your head and the pressure and how it's doing what it's doing. When you take a picture of yourself, it's quite interesting. For me, though, when I look down and I see my body, I, don't, I mean, to be honest, my one arm doesn't go shorter than the other one and one leg doesn't go shorter. It's just that my leg basically... I can't control it. If I'm getting up the stairs, I live in a two-story house. So if I'm getting up the stairs, that's interesting. I had to, to go one step by one step by one step. If I had to get myself up from something, that that was <laughs> an experience, you could say. I'd have to embrace my core. You know, like I said, I, I do have a funny other half. I, I guess the muscles are there. <laughs> but I'd have to embrace my core and really lift myself up. Or I'd have to have help. But what is quite interesting is that when I had a migraine and I'd be on social media, there'd be two things. I can take sound, which is really quite peculiar because... When I have fatigue, I am so sensitive to two things, light and sound. And they seem to be married because I guess they're both neurological. But when I have fatigue, I can't take rustling and I can't take sound. So in the summer, you might see me with sunglasses on. And it could be, <laughs> it could be a really cloudy day. I'll go out with sunglasses on because they're still light and... Where the light's behind the clouds, the clouds are kind of filtering. It's kind of like putting a filter on a light. The light is still there. It's just showing in a different kind of hue. So I'm the one 
that goes around with normal sunglasses. That's what they're designed to do, right? That is what I do. So, <laughs> when I... When I kind of have a migraine, it's interesting. I can take sounds. If it's not a bleeding migraine, as I call it, where I'm in bed and I'm screaming because the pain is so bad. I'm crying. I can't hold my head, but I want to hold my head. I can't take anything and I just want to die. That, to me, is... Okay, I've literally, it's like travelling down the road. If it, every sign going down, nothing's worked to catch it, and you're in this thing, and you have to wait it out. And you can't drink anything, you can't lift your head off the pillow. Any sound or smell basically feels like it's going to kill you. And then you hear it, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. As you're waiting for this migraine to pass, and... Literally everything hurts. As you come out of that, it's like, you know when you put it, it's like you're being like an astronaut's outfit. Someone's taking the helmet and the gear off and you're trying to kind of come back down to earth. You're trying to level it out. But when I had a bad one, so where I couldn't take any sight, like any sound or light, I'd come up to my bedroom Close the curtains, have blackout curtains, and I listen to the radio. Because I still needed something to kind of, and I've talked about this before, but I still needed something to listen to. I needed something to be, uh, I mean, who wants to be stuck in their head and their body when it's giving you that much pain? All you want to do is die, because death at this option is way better than what you're experiencing. And you know, like, you don't know how long this is going to plan out, so you want someone to talk to you. You want someone to entertain you. So when I did this, I couldn't take social media or the bright screen on my phone. I'll get to that in just a second. But I could take the radio. So in the pain and also like what they call the hangover phase of migraine, which is a bit as the migraine's like easing off and you're coming back to like your balanced state, your normal state, I would like sit in the darkened room still and listen to your radio, because it's the only thing I could do. Now, now, to be honest, it's a lot different. I don't have those types of migraines. And I keep looking down at the calendar and keep thinking to myself, okay, I've had aura, as I mentioned on the opening of this episode, where the weather has been a little bit, it's been interesting, I would call it unsettled, because it's warm, we have a storm coming Friday, this Friday, which will be pretty much when this episode goes out for Saturday. But we have a storm coming because it's been so hot, so humid. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I've been getting a lot of aura. To me, it's been black spots or shimmers. I'm used to it. It's not nice, but you get used to it. I get that a lot more than what I did. But I think that's because my eyes aren't glued to the screen. So that's been an interesting one. Exhaustion. <laughs> when you're glued to your phone a lot of the time, your surroundings, it kind of like, it goes weird, doesn't it? I have a tablet in front of me right now. It's where I record the podcast from. And it's black. The screen, when you're not touching anything, it's black. And I'm in a dark room. I know the screen is on. There's a slight light to it. But I'm aware of my surroundings. I actually am sat here on my bed talking to my door. 
as one does when you record a podcast. <laughs> you know, I mean, back in the day, I really wish I'd have been worried about like what people would have thought of me. You know, there might have been a sanatorium or something. A sanitarium is it? It's a sanitarium. One of them things. You know, one of them places. They would have been a space for me. You know, that would have been in my future. But for now, as I sit on my bed talking to a flower that is on my door, perfectly normal. I mean, come on. But no, it's exhaustion. <laughs> Who am I trying to convince? <laughs> but exhaustion, I'm fine. It's just the sun is getting to me. But oh, I'm okay. Find your core, Gem. Find your core. Okay. <laughs> so when I had migraines before, I would plummet, basically. I'd go from my cake and then I'd get really, really tired, couldn't think straight, and then it would just hit. Now, though, if I'm feeling it, I know I need to rest, sit down, and basically not do anything and be okay with that. Be okay with the fact that it is cool, natural, normal, even, to not do anything. You know, it. you don't have to... Literally, your brain needs a break, and that you know, if you're feeling exhausted, needs it needs a break. So the other one is days to recover. This was mind blowing when I set about doing this episode. I had a few that I've been working on, but when I set out to do this episode, I was thinking back to when the picture that if you look at the cover up this episode, well, I was thinking back to when that happened. Now, that day, I remember, I remember it quite clearly, and I remember thinking, I'm going to need time to recover. I'm I'm literally kind of going to think, oh, God, this takes so long, and it did. When you hit that kind of bad level of migraine, the worse it gets, the more you need to recover now, though. So, I actually haven't really had a bad one. I don't know what it's going to be like when it starts to get colder, but we're not there yet. But I've noticed that I have more in the way, I'm more aware of my preventatives. I have a lot of them at hand. If not, I'll go out of my way to get them. When I have a little bit of energy, I'll go out of my way to get them. So with migraine right now, that one, even though my past it's still, you're still a migraine sufferer. But I have had stories in the past where people have said that as they get older, the migraines have become less frequent. Now, I started getting migraines when I was 12, and they came back full force when I was in my 20s. I'm now in my mid-30s. And I think maybe, just maybe, fingers crossed as I sit here crossing both fingers as I talk to my door, but fingers crossed, I am hoping maybe I found the key for less severity in migraines and this is the interesting thing so about two years ago it kind of got I didn't really I guess I wasn't in the space where I realized okay what am I doing in my day day life that I can alleviate them and I thought what I was doing I was pretty good at to be honest I kind of thought okay I'm I'm doing well if you're not in bed screaming the house down because your head pulses, then it's a win, right? But even back about two years ago, I gave myself a piercing 
and I did do an episode on that if you would like I, I'm completely happy with um reading an episode on that maybe I will maybe it'll be one for the list I'll talk a bit about that I'll hopefully share that might actually make um a note of that before I forget you know what I'm like if I don't write it down <laughs> I am likely to forget it so uh, maybe we should do an episode on the piercing one but um since I've done the piercing I've noticed a difference but I think it's what it it needs to be more of like one thing marries another thing and marries another thing so when I think about the eight weeks this is absolutely crazy but eight weeks people can we just get like a you know <laughs> eight weeks since I've been in this very room and literally thinking oh my god how am I supposed to eat how am I supposed to survive this thing because as you get older they do get harder when you're in a migraine it's difficult so one thing I have noticed is that I have got a lot more preventatives in my arsenal and so there is this is going to sound crazy if you are new to migraines okay I don't really look this stuff up because I'm like, I've been walking this path for a good amount of time. But if you're new to migraines, what I find curious about this is that they have like the triggers, don't they? If you look it up online, they have the triggers, don't do this. Like, for example, sex can make it worse. Chocolate can make it worse. Caffeine can make it worse. Cheese. I'm not really into cheese, but cheese can make it worse. So fruits can make it worse. Basically, anything you enjoy, tastes good, or makes you feel happy, makes migraine worse. I mean, come on. But one thing that's interesting is that when you look at what makes it worse, they don't actually tell you what's supposed to make it better. I mean, I don't know about you, right? But I don't really have the lifestyle or the financial situation to go and live in a mountain and be like, okay, you know, life has brought me here. I am myself a migraine sufferer. <sighs> and a list of what you can't do is exhausted. Caffeine, sex, cheese, chocolate, exercise, all of this stuff. And it's like, wow, I mean, that's me out, right? I mean, come on. What is life without some of that stuff? But... And the interesting thing about this is that when you look at what works, now I have a few preventatives and I'm happy to share them because if they help someone else out, that's great. So obviously less screen time. I actually haven't been online now. If I don't count the last time I uploaded, so... The last time I uploaded to Twitter and Instagram was about three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago yesterday. And as I look at my calendar, my trusty calendar on my shelf, across the room from me, ladies and gentlemen, it's 15th of June, 2022. If you're listening in the future, hi, I'm just not there yet. So <laughs> I was looking at my calendar on my phone yesterday and I thought, okay, it has now been not one, not two, but three weeks since I have not been on social media. And since then, I have been on my phone about the same amount, but I've been using it a different way. And if you want to know how it's been making me feel, check out the previous episode where I talk about social media and comparison, because I learned a lot from that. And 
what is quite interesting about it is that even though I'm using my phone in the same way, the content I'm digesting is completely different. It is. It's just I'm digesting uh, content that isn't comparing to anybody else. It's helping me to grow. It's helping me to evolve. So some of the preventatives. So Instagram's gone. Twitter, haven't used that. So similar preventatives. On that day, you can see on the cover-up of this episode, you can see my hairs up. Now, I have this scrunchie that I made a few years ago. I had this really cool material that I had lying around, and I decided to make a scrunchie. And I decided, okay, on the day in question, when I had a migraine, I put my hair up because I... I find that if you have long hair, your na- your body will naturally tell you what it wants to do. And if you're a migraine sufferer, this is something that I've literally become accustomed to. Your body will tell you, if you play with your hair, say if you have like a bob or longer, if you have enough hair to get up into a ponytail, your body, I don't know about you, but have you ever been sat there? And you might kind of get your hair like you're about to style it into a ponytail. And when you do, but you don't have an elastic at hand, your body is trying to tell you, put it up, dude. Put it up. Because it, it maybe it needs a break from whatever you're doing. If you kind of if your scalp is hurting, bring it down. Let it breathe. If you want to play with it, might get a bit greasier, but your body will tell you. Now, I've been I have this habit of mine that does the same thing. So if I um do you say like even waiting for the kettle to boil? I might make a part of my hair because my body is subconsciously trying to tell me put your hair up or put your hair back or do something. So that's one thing. When I had the migraine, I had a scrunchie. I put it up. It actually helped. It did. I had it in for about two hours, and it helped to alleviate. It took. I don't know if it's because of the pressure where my hair was. I mean, as I mentioned before. I have quite thick hair. It's now down to my shoulders. But as I kind of, as I put it up, I guess the centering it on top of your head or wherever it is that your body wants to put it, when you do that, it's all about the pressure on your head. So when you're a migraine sufferer, you've got to take into consideration you have a nerve called the trigeminal nerve. And that's the thing that's like, basically it's throwing a wobbly. And you've got to listen to it to balance the pressure out. So, putting my hair up when I'm going to get a migraine, that's the first thing. I've noticed that I'm actually now, don't know how this has happened, but I seem to have been collecting scrunchies. I don't know how this is taking place. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I am the chick that has hair accessories all over the, I mean, seriously, all over the place. And... (laughs) When I look, I actually have, I think, my last count, five hair scrunchies. I've only got one head, but I've got five hair scrunchies, so, you know. But what I found is, having that, I can't have my hair up all every day. Um, I went out recently, and when I put my hair up, my hair actually started hurting, so I've kind of, I've had to do down hairstyles. But, yeah, when I put my hair up, if you have a scrunchie to hand, or even buy one, because it's soft, it won't break your hair. But 
what I found is that yeah, I would I have a really like all my scrunchies are small, can't take really massive ones. The one that I use is um a Marvel superhero one. It's a handmade one, I got it from eBay and yeah, so I just put it up and it stays and it's fine. But for me, I would say do that. The second one, believe it or not. Now you know when I talked about the list of stuff that you're supposed to not have when you're migraine sufferer? You know I mentioned on that this says a thing called cheese, right? Me myself, I'm more of a mild cheddar kind of woman. You know, if you're into brie, so be it. You might be into a stinky kind of cheese. Hey, no judgment here. Myself, I'm all for cheddar. Mature, mild cheddar. That's where you'll find me. But what I find curious is, when I'm in a migraine, and I'm heading that way, I aim for yogurts. You wouldn't, I'm going to share something with you, okay? Now, you might be thinking a bit too much information, but if I go to my local supermarket and all of these have gone, I will blame myself. But <laughs> I don't know where you are if you ever heard of the yogurt called Froob. Basically, it's, it's, basically, it's a kid's yogurt. It's a little, it reminds you of an ice pot. Over here, we used to call them ice poles, but it reminds you of an ice pot. It's basically thin and it has a little character on it. It's a yogurt. Oh, if you've ever had pet, Petit Falou, I am not French, but Petit Falou. <laughs> 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 it was going so well. I did, not, I did not practice that one. But if you've ever had yogurt Petit Falou, it kind of has the same taste as that, but Froob to me, that hits the spot. And at the moment, with Froobs, they have like this multi pack. You get peach, red cherry, and strawberry. And for me, when I'm gonna, when I'm kind of feeling the niggle of a migraine, I'll go for a red cherry one. And that, I end up having two because I'm greedy. <laughs> I get a taste for it and I'm like, one just isn't hitting it. But I'll go for two. And that seems to help me out. I don't know if it's because there's calcium, there's vitamins. It could be a calcium thing, I don't know. I'm not lacking in it, but I think when you are going into migraine, your system goes a bit, it gets a bit crazy, doesn't it? But for me, what I've realised is that when I go for putting my hair up in a scrunchie and go for two groups, it seems to help. Another one, chocolate buttons. Because they're not, they're milk chocolates, so they're not deep chocolate and they're not milk chocolate. They're not like white chocolate. They seem to help. When I do that and go for my other preventatives, like, for example, pain relief and tea, tea seems to help. All of these, when these do what they do, my migraines don't even last a night. And the following day, they're, they're, it's kind of like you wouldn't even believe I have one. So, since not doing that, it's interesting. Another take on this is that when I've been researching this episode, and when I've been looking at, like, you know, because I still, before I kind of put it out there into the audio verse, I kind of want to see what I'm experiencing, if there's any kind of medical proof of it. And one thing I have come across is that if you use social media, when you scroll up your timeline, especially on Instagram, it's image-based, right? But when you scroll up, you're going to come across videos, sounds, I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone to Instagram and someone's uploaded like a reel or they've shared a reel 
and it starts off it's like with a really high pitched sound and you have to quickly turn the sound off because your ears are like whoa what was that or a flickering light anywhere else if you have tv you have a warning sign contains flash you know flash photography on instagram and social media they don't they don't have that and so even if you're like me on my mobile phone and on my smartwatch i have my display so that the light is dimmed on social media you really can't do that you can't dim the light or i kind of do it so that if a video plays or i used to do it if a video plays on instagram I then manually have to press a sound to let the video play with sound. But when you scroll up your timeline, you're going to come across music, video, audio. You might come across something where the picture contains like really strong lighting and also really bright colour. What I really don't like is when you have a bright coloured background and someone's wearing something like neon it really like it makes your eyes swim but for me these are the things I realize are a massive trigger and so with this in mind it's now been eight weeks of not having a bad migraine and yeah it's quite an interesting one so moving forward this is spring we're now going into summer and the symptoms I still get aura. I get way more aura. Now, you might say that's a symptom. If I'm being honest, though, for me, that's just, it seems to be normal. If I look at the barometrics where we are now, so we have had a week of brilliant sunshine and the heat's rising. Now, that right there would be a symptom because if the heat rises, your temperature is going to fluctuate. If I throw in another curveball, I have something called fibromyalgia. So I can't regulate my body's temperature. So for me, if you had someone else that's a migraine sufferer in the room with me, for example, my mum is a migraine sufferer. Now, my mum yesterday said that she woke up with a headache simply because in the early hours of the morning, the temperature rises. I toss and turn a lot because my body aches with fibro. So I get aura my mum doesn't. Well, she hasn't told me she does. But for me, my body has to work differently because I've got fibromyalgia. We're both migraine sufferers, but my body has another condition that it's working with. So, meaningful. The preventatives I have in place, the two new ones, seem to be working for me. I'm going to continue with them. Basically, it's more about making sure I've got a hair scrunchie close by. And yet the rest of my preventatives are close by too. And moving forward, I'm going to see how this pans out. I'm curious as to the winter, but I figure with that, I have the instinct of knitting some knitted hats for myself. And I think that with that, I'm going to do that and maybe that might help my head. Because living in the UK, I live in a house where there's a lot of drafts. The house is old so when you add that that's an environmental factor it ha all has a part to play but right now in the spring <laughs> i'm gonna end up singing like in the summer at 69 i'm so sorry but 
<laughs> I wasn't actually alive then. I was an egg back in that time. <laughs> I wasn't a sperm. I was, however, an egg. But, yeah, I will leave you with that visual. But, uh, yeah, right now, it's been eight weeks, and I'm enjoying the fact that I haven't been screaming the place down in pain. So, I hope that this episode has helped you if you're a migraine sufferer. I'm not saying, oh my God, leave all your social medias behind and go and live on a mountain somewhere else. But everything's in moderation. If you're a migraine sufferer, you probably already know that. But yeah, I hope that this list, I might even come across a few more in the future. If so, I'll be sure, you know, I'll shout them out. But I hope that this episode helps you out. So uh, that's it for Migraine, A New Take. Hope it's been helpful. And uh, I will speak to you again next week. Same time, yeah, be there, be square. <laughs> I'll speak to you next week. Take it easy. I'm James Rollo, the madness that is, and this is Quirky James Podcast. No socials. Thank you for listening to Quirky James Podcast, No Socials. If you like this episode, why not subscribe to never miss a future episode? And why not leave a review? Chat again next week? Catch you then.